What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. USA is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. At least if you're here for the live broadcast. Some of you, some of you are listening on terrestrial radio right now. 
and you are not hearing the show live. You're hearing a rebroadcast. Now, first of all, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to the radio stations that carry this fine program, even if I'm the only one who says so. so thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, the actual time of the live broadcast is July 31st, 2019, just a few moments after 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So if the program sounds a little dated by the time you hear some of this information, that's the explanation why. However, the majority of the points to be made are timeless, I assure you. I want to give a quick shout-out to Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life, another great program that you can find right here on the home broadcasting platform of blogtalkradio.com. If you so choose to find him, you just look up Simple Facts of Life, and you will find the Chief. He is on live starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday evening, so he was on just a little while ago. Had another great show today, so... uh, Again, good job, Chief. I certainly enjoyed, uh, as usual, your analogies and how you tie current news and older news with those timeless, simple facts of life. Uh, It's astonishing. It's like you work for days on the program. I am jealous. And he does it in just 30 minutes a week, folks. And if you don't want to check him out live, you can do the exact same thing I told you to find him live. Only go there anytime you want and listen to the archives. (coughs) Excuse me very much. Mm -hmm. All right, Bigfoot just entered the chat room as well. Bigfoot, of course, is a blogger extraordinaire, and I do not use that term lightly. If you're not already checking out his stuff, then please, please, Boogie on over and find out what I'm talking about. You can find the stuff at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. And, uh, you know, check it out. Now, what do you say we get started with the actual show, shall we? That's enough from me. Time to hear more from me, only not about me. All right, so I'm starting off the show today with a tale of two Mario Lopez's. Although it's the same Mario Lopez. He just forgot for a minute or two that he worked in Hollywood. And he forgot that where he currently works is Access Hollywood, which means that he reports on other Hollywood types and by definition has to have access to them. So he should have known better. We'll start with what he should have known better than to do, and that is – Speak his mind. You see, this past April, I'm sure a lot of you will recall, if you cared enough to pay attention in the first place, that actress Charlene Theron confessed that she began treating her seven-year-old adopted son like a girl at the age of three, when evidently this three-year-old boy told Charlene that, uh, well, That he's not a boy. Well, see, now, Access Hollywood host Mario Lopez, most of you may remember him as A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Uh, Mario Lopez, he's taking a little heat on social media. He took a lot of heat, and the heat's not going to die down, even though he has backtracked on his statements, and that's the other part of the story we'll talk about a little later but he's taking a lot of heat on social media 
because he referred to what Charlene Theron is doing as dangerous. Now, according to Pop Culture, another media outlet that covers the Hollywood types, Mario Lopez made his particular comments during an appearance on The Candace Owens Show. Uh, It happened last month where the two discussed the weird trend in Hollywood where celebrities are transitioning their children at young ages. Uh, Lopez said, quote, my God, if you're three years old, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination then. It's sort of alarming, and my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Now, at this point, Lopez is sounding like the reasonable one. Uh, that should have been his first red light. Mario, no, no, Mario, not in Hollywood. Anyway, Lopez went on to say that parents need to, quote, be the adult in the situation, at least when their children do what children usually do, which is say confusing things about their own identity. Now, Charlene uh, Theron told the Daily Mail back in April that she has two beautiful daughters, and defined parenting as simply celebrating her children as they wish to be rather than serving as a guide to help direct children, saying, quote, I have two beautiful daughters who, just like any parent, I want to protect and I want to see thrive. They were born who they are and exactly where in the world Both of them get to find themselves as they grow up, and who they want to be is not for me to decide. My job as a parent is to celebrate them and to love them and to make sure that they have everything they need in order to be what they want to be. And I will do everything in my power for my kids to have that right and to be protected. Within that, oh. in 2014, LGBT enthusiasts hailed Angelina Jolie and her now ex-husband Brad Pitt as heroes. You know, for treating their five-year-old daughter as a boy after she insisted they see her as such, according to various leftist sites, including The Advocate. The now-divorced couple reportedly supported their eight-year-old daughter's choice to to both wear suits and to be referred to as John. As far back as 2008, you know, when Shiloh, the daughter wanting to be a boy, was just two years old, Brad Pitt told Oprah that his daughter insisted on being called John. His words were echoed in 2010 when Angelina Jolie told Vanity Fair that, quote, Shiloh wants to be a boy, so we had to cut her hair. She likes to wear boys everything. She thinks she's one of the brothers. Now, I would like to point out at this point that they continue to refer to Shiloh as she rather than Shiloh as John. They just said that she wants to be called that. So at least there was still some semblance of some level of sanity there. 
The Telegraph, of course, later used Shiloh's story as a vehicle to help spread highly dubious child psychology, advising parents to, quote, allow their child to go through a normal human experience, exploring their own identity at their own pace and on their own terms. So, needless to say, Mario Lopez, bang, found himself in the crosshairs of the uber-left, the activist, and the LGBT activist in particular. He's been taking considerable flack on social media for daring to call out this demonstrably dangerous form of parenting. One Twitter user said, quote, I'm glad things are coming out into the open so I know who to never F with again, like Mario Lopez thinking he knows anything, all in caps, and going on a prejudice show with an idiot host and criticizing another parent on their child transitioning. Gross. What gives you the right? Okay, first of all, gross? How does gross fit into there? Second of all, Calling Candace Owens ignorant? Quite to me question your IQ level. And as far as knowing anything, he's A.C. Slater. Back off. Anyway, Mario Lopez is canceled just for appearing on her show, let alone what he actually said. Uh, That's a quote from another Twitter user. Mario Lopez, still quoting more Twitter users. Just FYI, Mario Lopez should mind his business and worry about his own children. Everyone is entitled to their opinions, even wrong ones. But criticizing someone's parenting publicly crosses a line. If a child isn't being abused, observe quietly. I I would actually suggest that not actually parenting is not a form of parenting. Uh, It is actually reckless. It's a form of child endangerment. And in a case like this, encouraging the behavior and encouraging the confusion can actually be considered a form of child abuse. So you say, if the child's not being abused, I say, maybe the child is. Mario Lopez, of course, has described himself as a Catholic and even renewed his baptismal promise in the Jordan River while visiting Israel back in 2018. That, to me, is about all you need to know about why he felt this way and why he said the things he said. So the question at this point becomes, is Mario wrong? Did Mario cross the line in criticizing another parent's parenting style? No. No, he did not. We do this thing all the time. That's the thing about society. When it comes to society, we hold ourselves together by maintaining certain standards. And when somebody gets outside of the societal standards, there are repercussions. Sometimes it's public shaming. Sometimes it's time in jail. It depends on the severity of the offense. Mario Lopez spoke a little freaking common sense, and he said it on a platform that actually is built on common sense. He said it on a platform where it makes sense to feel comfortable and espouse the actual views that you hold dear. didn't cross a line. 
Just like Alexandria Casio Cortez didn't cross a line when she made her public statements in regards to it's it's okay for the Palestinians uh, to riot and commit acts of terrorism against Israel because you know reasons. When you've been marginalized for so long, sometimes you just don't have another choice but to riot. By the way, she did say that in case you hadn't heard. Now, she didn't cross a line insofar as the ability to express herself. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's some of the greatness about freedom of speech. And at least one of the Twitter listeners that were uh, – Twitter users that were complaining about Lopez – has it right because he exposed himself for who he is. In this case, someone who cares about the kids and uh, has some common sense. That's what was exposed, much like the opposite with the AOC quote where she exposed herself once again as being someone who isn't bright enough to think for herself, which is why she's spouting out talking points from a destructive force known as the Justice Democrats. Be that as it may, Mario Lopez does work in Hollywood, and hosting the show that he hosts requires him to, quote, have access to Hollywood. I mean, it's literally in the name of the show, right? So unsurprisingly, there is a second chapter to what I'm bringing you in. Sadly, it came relatively quickly, but here's the deal. There was a lot of pressure being put on Lopez and a lot of pressure being put on Access Hollywood. They wanted Lopez dumped. And it would have actually been really easy for Access Hollywood to say, hey, you know what? Sorry, Mario. We love you. You've been working here for years now. You've done a great job. You fit in. You get along with everybody. But you should have known better than to say this stuff. Maybe even secretly uh, signing a non-disclosure agreement. We actually agree with you, Mario. But you know this will ruin our ability to continue to bring this stupid Hollywood gossip crap to television if we don't do something. It would have been real easy for them to do that. But so far… They haven't so far. That's not the second chapter here. Mario did the obligatory apology now, and this is where I'm disappointed. I was ready to stand up and applaud Mario, and I was willing to continue to back him. And you know what? I still – I kind of get it. Mario needs to work. He does have a family. This is his profession, and nobody else in Hollywood's going to touch him. The part he doesn't get is this isn't going to be good enough. The left is never going to accept the apology. They're never going to be okay with this. And he crossed what is right now the most protected class in the intersectionality coalition. He crossed them. Just by saying, you know what, a kid at three years old doesn't know 
anything about what their gender identity is going to be. A kid at three years old doesn't know anything about whether or not they're going to be straight or gay or bi or pan or whatever the newest term for some kind of crazy obligatory uh, comes along. They don't know it three. You know why? Because they haven't been through puberty. They haven't become attracted to anyone yet. You know, biology is hard for the left. I understand. Uh, the next story after this one is another case of the left having trouble with simple biology. It's not surprising. They just do. They don't get it. That's why they like calling uh, conservative science deniers because they figure if we're denying science, they don't have to know enough about science to back up any of their arguments. Ah, you just deny it anyway. <clears throat> So at this point, the LGBT activist – I'm not going to say the community because the community at home may have been upset. They may have been whatever, but here's the other dirty little secret. Most people that fit into the LGBT community, they're not as radicalized as the loud squeaky wheels and the actual activists who aren't actually members of the community that we constantly hear. Most of them just want to go about their lives. They want their business to stay their business. And guess what? As a conservative, I got no beef with that. Your business should be your business, just like my business should be my business. And that should be the end of that conversation. Period. So most of the LGBT community don't care, but the activists, whether they're members of the community or not, they go in full-fledged. They haven't managed to uh, succeed in canceling Mario Lopez on Access Hollywood, at least not yet. But they did force him into apologizing for criticizing that transition, their children's genders at ages as young as three. He criticized parents that's transitioning. <sighs> he apologized. Like I said, he probably had to. Access Hollywood probably said, Mario, apologize or you're fired. And the part that Mario did in order to keep his job is he offered the apology. But he probably didn't expect the kind of uh, pushback that he got. Because even though he's in and around Hollywood all the time, he doesn't understand what a ridiculous echo chamber it really is. So he didn't know. And here's the part that he really doesn't get is, uh, like I said, the folks on the left aren't going to stop. They're going to keep pressuring Access Hollywood. So he's going to offer up this apology, which he probably didn't mean, which is why they're going to keep attacking. And uh, he's going to end up having publicly apologized, and he's still going to end up unemployed. It's going to happen. Write it down. If he keeps his job, it's going to be a miracle. Now, I'm not rooting for it. I hope I'm wrong on this. I really do. I like Mario Lopez, and nobody should ever be fired for speaking out, especially if what they're saying is the truth. Now, there's occasions where if you are knowingly and willfully lying, then yeah, you should probably be fired. But if all you did was speak the truth in a non-work-related context, then you shouldn't be held accountable in the workplace. Anyway, in a statement to people, of all people, the former Saved by the Bell star denounced his previous comments as, not surprising, wait for it, 
Here's what he said about him, quote, ignorant and insensitive. While, of course, he also was vowing to be more thoughtful in the future. He said, quote, the comments I made were ignorant and insensitive, and I now have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I've been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community, and I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. Mario, I I really, really hope that you don't believe this tribe that you put out. I mean, I, I get it. I, I don't... I don't hate you for saying this. Even if you do mean this, I don't hate you for it. You know, I'm not mad at you. You're trying to keep your job right now. I get it. I really do. It's a good job. I don't know. Well, it's not like I'm ever going to have <laughs> the option, but I don't know that I would be willing to compromise my actual beliefs and my care for the actual well-being of these kids that are being abused in such a soft fashion. I don't know that I could do that. I really don't. But I would understand the temptation. I probably would be tempted. I mean, it's a nice job. Probably pays pretty good too. And plus, you, you still get to be out front of cameras. You get to be famous. You get to hobnob with folks that might eventually bring you back into acting in a way that you – I get it. You can't work in Hollywood and express the views you did in the first place. But the comments that you made, they were not ignorant. They were the opposite of ignorance. And some people will say they're insensitive because you may have hurt someone's feelings. But insensitivity in a land that relishes communication and one that demands freedom of expression – Insensitivity is a godsend. It's a breath of fresh air. You, sir, spoke your mind. You were right in what you said, and you were right to say it. The people who pushed back against you are wrong for trying to punish you for that just because they may not agree with you or just because you may have hurt their feelings. Now you have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. Okay. I can see very honestly saying that where some people reached out to you and said, Mario, man, you kind of you kind of hurt me saying this, dude. Okay, if that's what you mean, okay, I'm fine with that. But if this is just placating, you should have never said it. Like I already said, Lopez faced severe backlash on social media. Remember, he said it was dangerous. To have children choose their gender. Now, this is the way it's being framed, but he said it, to have children choose their gender when they are that young. He said, quote, look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then. 
Okay. Well, when you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, that's sort of alarming. And my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Every parent should think about the repercussions later on. One of the biggest problems, one of the biggest aspects that we have with this whole notion is that this is parenting of any kind. It's not. These Hollywood celebrities' adoptions have about as much of a bond with these children as they do with their double, their stunt doubles at work. Uh, they're a nice little prop to have for the photo ops. Some of them might occasionally actually uh, like the child once they're old enough to interact and they're not a burden. Otherwise, how many of these are, folks are actually parenting? Usually the nannies are doing the real work. It's ridiculous. So I, I really hate the fact I really, really hate the fact that Mario stepped uh, stepped back from it. I mean, and like I said, though, I get it. I get it. I understand, but I hate it. I wish, I wish Mario would stood his ground. I mean, I, I do. I remember him in Saved by the Bell. I remember him as AC Slater. I remember thinking this guy actually has a future in Hollywood. I remember thinking he was cool then. I liked his character better than uh, than the uh, Zach character. Now, obviously, none of that matters in comparison to this conversation. What matters is the fact that he spoke a little truth. And if he didn't want to face this kind of backlash, then, yeah. If you didn't want to face the social media backlash from the social justice warriors and the activists, then you just shouldn't have said it. But trans trending is a real phenomenon. It's become the trendy, cool thing. And I'm sorry, but a parent actually has to be a parent. A parent isn't about celebrating their children as they are. A parent is about mentoring. A parent is about teaching. A parent is about guiding and preparing them to be able to stand on their own two feet once it comes that time. If your kid isn't ready to face the world by the time they're 17, you have failed as a parent. And I don't know that any kid that can't tell what gender they are, they're obviously not ready for the world. Well, we need to change the world so that – no. No, we just need to parent. If, if these kids still have this issue as they grow into adulthood, there needs to be uh, the type of help made available to get them through whatever that may be, and you can – Fill in the blank however you want, psychiatric or just support or just uh, everyone except it. I don't care what your view of whatever help they need is. As an adult, it's your freaking life. But as a kid, you don't know yet. 
I mean, seriously, how old were we before we came to a point when we realized that, hey, you know what? I don't know half as much now as I thought I did just two years ago. That glorious lack of life experience that we see in the youth, we see it. That's the reason why there are people that are embracing socialism. That's the reason why there are people who think they can have free everything. They have that lack of life experience. They haven't seen what happens behind the scenes. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's just that. Anyway, just kind of broke my heart to see the follow-up. I, I, I hate it that Lopez did the apology. It's like I said, I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he's going to be unemployed anyway. Social justice warriors aren't going to back off. And Access Hollywood, now that they've forced the apology, are going to act like they championed, they championed that and then they still had to step up and do what they thought to be the right thing, and they could no longer employ someone that clearly would espouse views so contrary to their own. Pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Anyway, let's, uh, let's do the Edwards Notebook and uh, Songs and Stories for Soldiers of Veterans Tip of the Day, shall we? Uh, it's it's about that time, and then I will – Switch gears a little bit. So uh, stay with me, everybody. I'll be right back. Did Mayor de Blasio sell out the citizens of New York City and that city's police force? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. New York Mayor de Blasio is on a mad mission to destroy the greatest city in the world, New York City. It's bad enough that homies from Harlem and some brainless Brooklynites were allowed to assault police officers who don't have permission to go hard after physical offenders. And to add insult to injury, New York City residents are under assault by criminals emboldened by Mayor de Blasio preventing police officers from doing their jobs in order to appease certain people who prefer law-abiding citizens to be threatened instead of thugs who should be thwarted. Even more insulting are Muslims patrolling streets in cars that look exactly like NYPD patrol cars. The Muslim community patrols have raised concerns among many New Yorkers who have decried the Muslim patrol as similar to Sharia police. 
Why so-called community Muslim patrols are even allowed in the greatest city in the world is beyond me. Wake up, America, and join me Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, on americamatters.us. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins from Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans tip of the day. Have you noticed that interest rates on home loans have dropped at least 1% in the last six months? Did you miss the opportunity to refi your home mortgage the last time interest rates were heading lower? Here's your veterans tip of the day. Get focused and know the facts of your existing mortgage. So go to the safe or the shoebox wherever you have important papers and look through it and find your mortgage. Next, look through it and find out these three things. When did you take out the loan? The year. How much did you borrow? The amount. And what is the interest rate? Percentage. Write this down on a sticky and put it on the fridge and start looking at bankrate.com for mortgage interest rate. If the new rate is 1% or more lower than the rate on the fridge, start looking at a refi. Remember, a refi puts money in your pocket. This has been Dan Perkins with your Veterans Tip of the Day. First, Aox said it, and now Lindsey Graham is wondering if we should begin backing off of fossil fuels. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. During the 1980s, actor Ted Danson said that we had about 10 years and it would be over for mankind forever. Vice President Al Gore, who claimed to invent the Internet, also proclaimed on January 27, 2006, that we humans would be wiped out in 10 years unless we saved the planet from what? Recently, AOC declared it would be curtains for mankind in 12 years if we did not get rid of cow flatulence and stop flying airplanes. Now, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has joined the clamoring course, blaming mankind for climate change. Well, I hate to break it to you, Senator Graham, but fossil fuels and cow flatulence do not change the climate. The climate changes all the time and has been both hotter and colder than it is now. One volcano can emit enough carbon into the atmosphere to block out enough sunlight to lower the Earth's temperature. Honestly, Senator Graham, you are astute enough to recognize there are far more pressing matters than the massively growing Antarctica ice pack and warmer temperatures in the Midwest. Don't miss the Ron Edwards Experience Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on americamatters.us. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Thank you for staying with me through that very brief break. Ended up doing a little Ron Edwards sandwich there uh, with uh, little Dan Perkins in the middle. Uh, Always good to have the Edwards notebook uh, pulling double duty. All right, I want to give a quick uh, shout-out to everybody hanging out in the chat room this evening. Uh, Once again, we have uh, Bigfoot. Like I said, check out his uh, blogs over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. We have uh, Joseph Gibson in the chat room with us now. He's the host of Understanding the Times in Which We Live Today, uh, a show that you can find multiple times through the week right here at uh, BTR. Uh, We've got Cal Fritzy, who is, of course, the red of the right the infidel your email warns you about, and the host of Red Fox Blogger Radio twice a week here at BTR, and the great show Infidels are watching, part of the Global Patriot Radio Network. 
And not only does she do both those shows, but she also guest hosts for other shows like Radio Freaky Ferris Stan, like she did this last Sunday, filling in for Eric the Kafar. And, um, of course, she also spends the first Sunday of every month right here on Tap Into the Truth as our Canadian correspondent. So thank you so much for being here, uh, Cal. Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life, is hanging out with us as well. Another show I mentioned at the top of the show, which you can find right here at BTR. Also, he's live on Wednesdays from 6 until 6.30 p.m. Eastern. But uh, check out the archives whenever you like. After Chief, we've got Annie, the radio chick, Ubellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio, which you can find live right here on Fridays from 3 until 6 p.m. Eastern. But I would highly recommend you just boogie on over to southern-sense.com. Check out her site, everything she's got there. And from there, you can figure out your preferred method of listening to the show, including the past broadcasts. And then, because it's in alphabetical order, at the bottom of the list, we have Vorpal Byte, who looks like he's been the most active in the chat room today. Uh, looks like... uh, Looks like Joseph has left. I'm guessing uh, his one-track mind kind of uh, kind of had everybody decide to bounce or, or ignore him, and that's a shame because I do like Joseph, but you know he does tend to say the same things a lot. Nothing wrong with that, I suppose. But hey, let's get on with the show, shall we? Uh, Vorp actually just said now August starts tomorrow Where the hell's my summer gone I think there's a lot of people wondering that Vorp, I think there's a lot of people wondering that Uh, Good to see everybody Hanging out uh, in the chat room It's always great to see Annie in here With us uh, And uh, always great to see Kel Uh, I've gotten to where I kind of expect Kel a lot so I definitely miss her when she's gone. And speaking of people that I miss when they're not in here, it's been a long time since uh, we've seen Mary Brockman in here. And uh, Mary, I hope you are – I've seen statistically where uh, your name pops up on the recently listened. So I know you're listening to some of the broadcast after the fact. So just know that uh, – hope that you hear this and hope you know that we uh, miss you a great deal. And uh, you know, I still – Occasionally see her on Facebook, so I'm guessing everything is still fine there. But Mary, love you, miss you. Hope to see you back in the chat room at some point. In the meanwhile, uh, what do you say we get back to some of these topics? Yeah, the left, the left has this really strong, strong grasp of science, uh, especially biology. So with the Tokyo Olympics looming. Women's groups in New Zealand and in the UK are sounding the alarm over the threat posed to the integrity of women's sports. You know, the threat that's posed by biological males who identify as females and those folks being allowed to compete against females. Look, I've been saying for some time, you know, if you want to participate in sports, you either do it. In accordance to the biological sex that you are, or we just form a new league strictly for biological males 
competing as females, biological females competing as males. I mean, give them their own stuff. Either way should be fair, but no, that's not good enough for them. No, 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 it's not good because let's let's be real. That would be separating. That would be drawing lines. That would be holding them back. The whole idea of separating men and women in the first place was because when it comes to athletics, there are obvious and important biological differences. When it comes to sports that require running or jumping to any large amount, one of the biggest things is literally how ligaments go across the knee. There's a women why there's a women. There's a reason why women I'm getting a little thinking faster than my tongue can go, if you can believe that or not. There's a reason why women participating in basketball, for example, tend to, to need knee surgeries far earlier and far more often than men. And that's because of the very design of the knee, which cannot be changed through hormone therapy, cannot be changed through surgical uh, movements. There's nothing that can be done to change that simple fact. It makes women more susceptible to knee injuries when competing in sports like I don't know, let's say soccer and basketball, and there's probably a dozen other sports that you guys can think of, and I'm not going to bother to waste my breath with. So what's wrong with having a league of your own? What's wrong with competing against people who, from a biological standpoint, have the same advantages or disadvantages that you do? What is wrong with that? Well, it's just not being very accepting, Tim. How dare you be so bigoted, Tim? Yeah, well, actually, it's pretty easy. <laughs> so anyway, among the most high profile of the male to female transgender athletes that are sparking the increasingly widespread outcry against the presence of biological males in women's events is the weightlifter known as Laurel Hubbard. Uh, Laurel, of course, competed as a man in the sport for decades before competing and now winning as a woman in recent years. Hubbard, who is now age 41, dominated the Pacific Games women's heavyweight events earlier this month, bringing home not one but two gold medals and a silver medal and besting Commonwealth Games champion Stowers. Hubbard's performance drew pushback from UK-based women's group Fair Play for Women, who tweeted in response that it was time for sports officials, particularly the Olympic committees, to wake up to the implications of allowing biological males to compete against females. Quote, another gold for male-born weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, this time at the Pacific Games. Hubbard is on track for Olympic gold at Tokyo 2020. It's not the women in this photo who should be hanging their heads. Sports policymakers must wake up. That was tweeted. New Zealand-based women's group Speak Up for Women is also calling on policymakers to take action to defend the integrity of women's sports. 
We're calling on the government to defend women's sports following trans women, <laughs> trans woman Laurel Hubbard taking the title in the over 87 kilogram women's weightlifting competition at the Pacific Games in Somalia last year. Well, in Samoa. I said Somalia, didn't I? Samoa. Big difference. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going to have a bunch of Samoans looking to track me down now. They're going to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> you know, the sad part is I, I wouldn't even blame them. I wouldn't be mad. It's like, Sorry, I deserve it, guys. I deserve it. But I, it really was an accident. Some of the time, I was going faster again, talking faster than I should have. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, um, quoting again here says, our supporting organizations are enabling a practice that's been described by researchers uh, as intolerably unfair. Male athletes competing in women's sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, the group also added in a follow-up post, we're calling on New Zealand Olympics Sports News New Zealand and the Minister for Sport, Grant Robertson, to put a stop to disadvantaging women and girls by making clear in policy and practice that sport for women must remain for women. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, realistically, what we are seeing is the left destroying sport anyway. I mean, they, they are. They're trying to destroy sport. And in particular, right now, they are so focused. These, these activists on the left are so busy trying to destroy sport in the fashion that they're doing it that they're targeting women's sports first. All this for all this time when we were supposed to be trying to make sure that there was a home for women. I happen to enjoy women's sports. Well, certain sports. And no, I'm not talking about beach volleyball. I mean, I, as a guy, I don't really have a problem with watching women bounce around in bikinis. I, I'm not going to say otherwise. I'm not going to be dishonest. But I'm seriously talking about I enjoy watching women's basketball, particularly at the collegiate level, particularly here in, around the University of Tennessee. I like watching fundamental – as someone who has played and coached the sport, I appreciate the higher level of fundamentals. I do. But as a fan, I also recognize no matter what people may say about it, 
most people do not better appreciate the fundamentals. Most people appreciate watching the wildly insane athletic and acrobatics that come forth from the men's side of the sport. Most people prefer to watch the highest caliber of the sport that's available if they're a fan of that sport. And it doesn't matter if you're talking soccer, if you're talking American football, if you're talking baseball, whatever. Most people prefer to watch the highest level available unless they are a fan, a bona fide fan of a specific team. Now, I've given up on the prima donna version of sports for some time, which is why I really don't follow very many professional sports teams of any kind anymore. When I was young, yeah, all the time, because I was young and naive enough to believe that, hey, if I try really hard and work really hard and keep going, eventually I can make it and become a professional. Yeah, well, it was a nice dream. Well, I know most people don't make it, but I'm the exception because I'm going to work harder. Uh, except that I'm a little too short for the sport I like most. <laughs> so with that being said, there is this move from the left to just destroy sports altogether. I mean they're doing everything in their power to take everything that makes American football uh, something worth watching, and they're trying to take that away. Eventually – if you keep following all the safety rules that they keep adding and keep adding and keep adding, basically it's not going to be as exciting as two-hand or even one-hand touch football. Forget flag football. You can, you're trying to avoid people grabbing your flag. You're going to twist and move. You're going to hurt your knee. Oh, that's unsafe. It's going to be touch. It's going to be one hand because if somebody has to be athletic enough to get both hands on you uh, for the play to be over, well – that's going to require more effort from both sides. Someone could get hurt. So one hand, and I would imagine at some point it's just going to be uh, – all sports going to be relegated to video game, which, by the way, is not a sport. No matter how much money you see somebody win playing Fortnite. Oh, my gosh. How do you walk away with millions of dollars for winning a freaking video game? I'll, we have all chosen the wrong professions, no matter which one we're in. Uh, hmm. yeah, Chief says uh, left is destroying sports like they're destroying everything, and it's true. They are. Uh, that is that is their whole point. But they're also trying to destroy common sense. They're trying to destroy uh, norms. They're trying to destroy society. They're trying to destroy – some of them intentionally. Some of them have just been brainwashed to the point that they think they're doing good. And it's sad. But uh, you know, Democrats have been denying that transgender athletes have advantages uh, in women's sports f since this whole mess began. And again, they continue to call us science deniers, but science says they're wrong. Science does not agree with them. Male athletes who identify as transgender do, in fact, have unfair advantages over female athletes, according to a new scientific paper that was released this past week. Even when male athletes suppress testosterone levels, they still retain advantages over female athletes. Congressional de uh, Democrats 
have downplayed transgender athletics' biological advantages in female sports in order to both, A, avoid having to take any type of action or take a stand that makes sense, and B, because they don't want to upset the activists for the LGBTQ community. And again, I will remind you that the activists aren't necessarily the rank and file who actually makes up this rather small but very colorful community. Most of the activists that we see aren't even members of said community. Democrats have this thing out there called the Equality Act, which would force public schools to include biological males who identify as transgender girls on female athletic teams. They want to destroy sports from the beginning. But again, let me tell you, suppressing testosterone levels in male athletes isn't enough to eliminate their natural advantages over female athletes, at least according to a new paper published in the Journal of Medical Ethics. I know, it sounds like an oxymoron these days, but again, we've also talked about the fact that there is a big difference between professional ethics and personal ethics. Now, this particular paper's findings contradict congressional Democrats' claims that male athletes who identify as transgenders don't have an inherent advantage over their female competitors. The paper, in fact, says, quote, trans women in elite sports, scientific and ethical considerations, that's the name of the paper, concluded the male athletes who identify as transgender women have an intolerable advantage over their female competitors. An intolerable advantage. The authors, two bioethics professors and a uh, physiology professor, means they study the human body, noted that, quote, there is very little scientific evidence to support the argument that hormone therapy will mitigate the advantages trans women may have in the comparison with cis women athletes. The author cited research showing that, quote, healthy young men did not lose significant muscle mass or power when their circulating testosterone levels were reduced to below International Olympic Committee guidelines for 20 weeks. So quoting here, moreover, retention of muscle mass could be compensated for by training or other uh, ergogenetic methods. In addition, the phenomenon of muscle memory means muscle mass and strength can be rebuilt with previous strength exercise, making it easier to regain muscle mass later in life, even after long intervening periods of inactivity and mass loss. Now, the authors of this paper also noted, quote, indirect effects of testosterone will not be altered by hormone therapy. For example, Hormone therapy will not alter bone structure, lung volume, or heart size of the trans woman athlete, especially if she transitions post-puberty. So natural advantages, including joint articulation, stroke volume, and maximal oxygen uptake will be maintained. The author's solution is to eliminate binary gender-based categories in sports altogether rather than excluding biological males from female events. Not the answer. Look, females 
need an opportunity to strive. They want to be champions. They they have to be able to compete on as close to an even playing field as you can get. And I say that because there's never an even playing field. That's the whole nature of sports. Some people are naturally more athletically gifted than others. It doesn't mean you can't participate. It doesn't mean you can't participate at a high level. It doesn't mean you can't come away with wins. But it does mean that you have to compete against people that are physically on par with where you claim to be or actually are. It means women should be competing with women in athletics. This paper makes it clear that this whole trans whatever hoogity boogity is exactly that. It's boogity boogity. And it's BS. And I hope common sense will step in. But again, as I have mentioned throughout uh, pretty much the entirety of the show to this point, the left has some real issues with biology. They just don't get it. All right, since this is one of the shows that gets cut in half for the Monday through Friday process uh, during the syndication on the terrestrial radio, we're going to reset for the uh, hour transition. So let's play a little music from Matt Fitzgibbons. Uh, check out PatriotMusic.com whenever you get the opportunity. If you've already been there, but it's been a while, check it out again. Uh, let's see here. We'll do Promise on a Dream, and then we'll reset as we switch to the new hour. So you guys stay with me. I'll be right back, at least for those of you who are here live. Built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream We built a promise we 13 We crossed the land bridge Across the ocean A long, long time ago We tracked the herds here Followed fortune on the glacial ice and snow. We came as sailors searching for adventure. We came in from the east. We crossed the ocean. We followed fortune, and our numbers they increased. Before the people stepped onto the shore. Thirds of the first one to die Cause along with the traitors They brought new disease The worst way that cultures collide We built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream we built the promise we 13. Love and freedom we created. But the king saw us as slaves. We took our rights back and beat his soldiers. And our flag still proudly waved. 
because of foreign wars we wage. More to do with the colors blue and red. You said you lost too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. to the truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, at least for those of you who are here for the live broadcast. If you happen to be listening at KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, or at WXEI, 95.3 FM, the talk of Crestview in Crestview, Florida, or 
WCET 101.7 FM Columbia Talk in Columbia, South Carolina, or now KDIL 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington. Thank you so much for being here, but you are not hearing the live show, boys and girls. You are hearing a rebroadcast as the show is syndicated under terrestrial radio. So just for your information, and just so you'll understand why some of the topics may sound a little dated by the time you hear it, the time of the live broadcast of this particular hour of the show is July 31st, 2019, just a few brief moments after 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I want to give a shout-out to the folks hanging out in the chat room with me. We've got Bigfoot, we've got Kel, we've got Chief, we've got Annie, the radio chick, Ubellus. And we've got Warplebite all hanging tight, having fun, talking amongst themselves, and, of course, poking fun at me and the points that I make as we go along. And that's part of what makes this uh, big old crazy BTR family so much fun. Uh, There is a chance we may be joined by a surprise guest here in a moment, and we'll see what happens. I'll be keeping an eye out for that. But uh, just so that you know, this is, in fact, the second hour of the live broadcast – uh, those of you who are listening on Monday through Friday in the mornings are only getting to hear one hour at a time, so this is a continuation, most likely, from the show you heard yesterday. And hopefully you were listening yesterday, right? I mean, I hope so, because there's going to be quiz after, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Chief, of course, is... Uh, Talking about how he was hoping to be uh, a poet. I'm not going to go into all the details that make it humorous, but uh, it's a good opportunity for me to remind you that if you really want to get in here and hang out, be part of the show, get involved, uh, meet these fine folks in the chat room, be part of the chat room yourself, you should come here when the broadcast is live. Easy enough to do. You can slide over to blogtalkradio.com. You can sign up for free, and then you can interact in all the chat rooms. You can look through all the shows, and uh, you can check out archives. You can do literally just about anything. Or you can just come over, not sign up, be a guest. But the problem with that is you only get to see what's going on in the chat rooms of the live shows. You don't get to participate. So it's worth signing up for free. And the really cool thing is after you hear some of these shows and after you decide, hey, you know what? I can do that too. If you sign up for free, you can do a 30-minute show for free. You can. At least you still can right now. Uh, they may change their pricing plan some point down the road. Who knows? But right now, you can. Anyway, what do you say we actually get back to things? We're having an interesting conversation about how the left really has no clue about biology, and I think that has been adequately proven throughout the years. But now we're going to broach a different topic. We're going to move towards something that's a little more serious. And that is, of course, the question of whether or not the FBI is attempting to block, at least from the public's view, how Comey's FBI may have literally targeted Donald J. Trump during the campaign. Now, most of us, if we've been paying attention, we've got a pretty good idea of exactly what happened now. 
The Trump campaign was targeted because there were a lot of people in positions of power that were threatened by the very prospect of somebody from outside of the club, someone who was not a full-blown swamp dweller coming in and mucking things up, disturbing the status quo, maybe even actually trying to live up to the campaign promise of draining the swamp. So the boys went to work. And in this case, that included boys and girls, men and women, and, well, whatever else may have been involved as well. Small animals, uh, gender-confused uh, teenagers. Yeah, I don't know. It involved a lot of people. Anyway, in an op-ed for The Hill, investigative journalist John Solomon, uh, he basically lays out the case that the FBI, under the leadership of current director Christopher Wray, Looks as if it's attempting to block the public from the knowledge of the, well, as he puts it, the machinations of FBI operatives that were committed in order to target Donald J. Trump during the 2016 election. Solomon, in his op-ed, notes that the FBI presently is stonewalling the release of documents authored by British intelligence operative Christopher Steele that the FBI received from the State Department, which Hillary Clinton headed at the time. Those documents have been requested by Citizens United, relying on the Freedom of Information Act, just as an FYI. Solomon writes that uh, an FBI assistant section chief stated a former deputy assistant secretary, Kathleen uh, Catholics, I believe that's the proper pronunciation. I never was good with her last name. Uh, I've tried saying it a multitude of times. I think it's Catholics. So Kathleen, <laughs> anyway, uh, Kathleen's documents saying, quote, we know that terrorist organizations and other hostile or foreign intelligent groups have the capacity and the ability to gather information from myriad sources, analyze it, and deduce means and methods from desperate details to defeat the U.S. government's collection efforts, adding that the FBI shouldn't jeopardize the fragile relationships that exist between the United States and certain foreign governments. Solomon added that the FBI said, quote, FBI special agents have privacy interests from unnecessary, unofficial questioning as to the conduct of investigations and other FBI business. Translation, uh, nanana boo boo, it's none of ya. It's none ya. Okay, so anyway, Solomon also points out that, number one, Steele's research, now air quotes work so good on the radio, right? Research that he provided to State and the FBI in fall of 2016 was being provided to the Clinton and the Democratic National Committee and to the media. And he also points out number two, still was fired from the FBI in November of 2016 for leaking information. So claiming the need for secrecy, privacy, or classification really doesn't make much sense in that case, does it? 
I have a little difficulty wrapping my mind around it. But then again, I'm still trying to figure out how anybody allowed Barack Obama to claim executive privilege to protect Eric Holder from the Fast and Furious uh, scandal. I mean I'm still trying to figure out how is it that you claim executive privilege, which means that you had conversations with Eric Holder uh, privately, and because of the nature of those conversations, uh, it would not be a free and open dialogue if they were suspect of being revealed. And yet at the same time, you claim that you'd never heard of Fast and Furious until you read about it in the newspapers. Either executive privilege applies, meaning that you did know about it, or you really didn't know about it, in which case executive privilege wouldn't apply because you didn't have the conversation. So which is it, Barack? Which is it? Anyway, Solomon makes the point that the FBI's agents knew derogatory information about Steele and his work before they used his dossier to support a surveillance warrant targeting the Trump campaign and failed to disclose that information to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Courts. Solomon cites one five-page memo that Kavalek downloaded from Steele, which she forwarded to then-FBI Section Chief Stephen Laycock, and claims his – that being Solomon's source – uh, pre-used it, finding a claim that Steele and some liberals spread late in 2016, campaign that unusual computer pings between a Trump Tower server and Alpha Bank in Russia, saying that these pings between the Trump Tower server and Alpha Bank in Russia might be a secret communication channel by which Trump and Vladimir Putin were hijacking the election. The collusion delusion. Okay, so Solomon adds that the information was debunked by no less than a personage than special counsel Robert Mueller himself. Solomon asks the very pointed question in this op-ed, quote, so if Mueller could talk about it and the information was transmitted in a non-classified manner, why would the FBI go to such lengths to fight its release? He also adds during that point of the argument saying, quote, eight days after uh, Kavalik sent Laycock her annotated version of Steele's Alpha Bank research, the FBI submitted to the FISA – an application that won the agency permission to surveil former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. You see the connections here? Solomon concluded in his op-ed, quote, claiming FBI agents have a privacy right to avoid facing hard questions, portraying public source documents as national secrets, and doing the Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope dance to thwart disclosure is not an acceptable alternative. So he makes the point quite plainly, but you know, it's not like this is the first we've heard about this. 
Now, this may be the first that we've heard about this documentation and the specifics of the documentation that he's used here. The point still stands that if it's a public source document, there's nothing classified about it. It may be information that you might have wanted classified, but it was already transmitted. It's already in the public domain. You cannot classify something that's already out there. Well, I mean, you could, but it's not going to matter. People already know it. People are going to have access to it. The very fact that there's this notion somehow or another that, oh, Donald Trump had this back-channel secret communication direct to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> it's just astounding. I mean, it wasn't Donald Trump that was running around saying, hey, look at this big giant prop button. It's our reset button, and we would like to push it, laddie. No, that would have been Hillary Clinton, wasn't it? It wasn't like Donald Trump was caught on a hot mic saying, uh, tell, tell Vlad that if he can wait till after the election, I'll have more flexibility. Ooh, no, no. That actually was Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama. Hmm. The FBI. Not, not the whole FBI. Okay. Certain political operatives operating near the top of the FBI have become political hacks, and they committed what constitutes criminal activity. The very thing they're supposed to be dedicated to stopping. They committed crimes against this country and in particularly against citizens who worked on the Trump campaign and against Donald Trump himself during the course of the campaign. This much is pretty clear at this point. I don't know how much more evidence really needs to be shown to the American people. Anyone who's looking at it with half of a fair mind sees clearly that something smells fishy in Denmark. In reference to the old saying, not in referencing to something actually in Denmark. I just I can see the some AOC type to Denmark. What's Denmark got to do? Donald Trump's colluding with Denmark now? Yes, yes, Democrats. That's that is what Donald Trump is doing. So now now you got a new bone. Uh, uh, chase that bone a while. Let the collusion delusion with Russia uh, just let it go. Impeachment's not going to happen. You don't have the votes to get the conviction, and your guys aren't standing on a principle anyway. You're standing on politics. You're playing the game, and you want to besmirch and lie to as many people as will believe you. We know that's what's going on. The real question is why is Trump appointee Christopher Ray doing this? Is he really trying to cover for former colleague James Comey? And do we have something similar to uh, an effort to recast the character much like Chief was talking about at his show earlier today uh, as far as Robert Mueller and his testimony, which is – 
actually pretty close to the idea that uh, – the impression that I got from the beginning, by the way. I, I didn't use the exact words that uh, Chief's friend wrote that uh, he shared with us in his show. But the point there being is that could Robert Mueller not have been out of touch, could maybe not have been just a figurehead to give some gravitas to the report, but maybe at this point realizing that they came up with nothing, fearing reprisals or fearing possible upcoming jail time, wanted to distance himself from the illegal activities that took place that led to the Mueller investigation in the first place. <laughs> Trump is not colluding with Denmark. If he was, Melania <laughs> would have gotten uh, uh, Baron a great Dane. <laughs> uh, probably a good point, uh, Chief. Probably a good point. Instead of that racist white dog. <laughs> <laughs> racist, racist, racist. Okay, so I mean, at this point, it does raise the question is there an honest to goodness attempt to cover up at the FBI? I mean, I don't want to think that. I don't want that to be the case. I don't. I cannot sit here and say, no, unequivocally not. Because unfortunately, we all kind of know better, don't we? I want there to be some reasonable explanation for, for what's going on. I, I want there to be some reason that makes sense why you wouldn't just re return all this public source documents over and say, hey, you know what? Here you go. Here's the deal. Here's what they were doing, and then let the chips fall where they may. Let Peter Stroke and his lovely – I don't know what's a good term for uh, – I'm trying to be politically correct and, and, and somewhat diplomatic uh, um, and, and still FCC compliant too. What's a good term for his lady adulteress? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, and how about just criminal? How about traitor to the system they swore to uphold? How about just plain old POS? How about that? So Peter Strzok and his lady lawyer friend from the FBI who so clearly had a political agenda and so clearly based on the memos we've seen uh, an agenda that went as high as Barack Hussein al-Akbar Obama. We know… We know at this point that the, there's enough stuff in the public domain that it is obvious that something shady happened, something so shady that probably is illegal. Now, the evidence of full-blown illegality is still missing, but it seems rather difficult to perceive of a scenario in which a law was not broken. I tend to think that intentionally knowing that the Steele dossier was little more than fan fiction, 
knowing that to be the case, and then using it anyway to get a FISA warrant because you were determined to prove the criminality of the Trump campaign. You were determined to have your plan B, your plan C, and your plan D in place just in case Donald Trump managed to be the juggernaut in politics that he has been for the majority of his career in both business and in media. These guys are evil, but they are not stupid. They thought Donald J. Trump was a joke when he came out. Hell, I thought Donald J. Trump was a joke when he came out saying, I want to be president. I did. I honestly did. Let's remember he had come out and said this before, and then nothing came about it. When it came time that he was going to have to release certain documents, uh, it was stuff he didn't want to release – so he backed away from that first campaign run. But then the next time rolls around, he comes out, he says, talks exactly the same way. I figure, okay, he's just trying to put some fear into some folks and get some more free publicity because that's what somebody who controls a brand like the Trump brand, that's what they do. They use the media. They use the press. They get all the free publicity they can. And saying, hey, I, I'm a millionaire and I'm going to run for president will do exactly that. That's what I thought was going on. I never thought he was serious. Oh, not at first. And I, I'm far from the only one who felt that way. All right, Kel, uh, thanks for being here. We'll miss you the rest of the show, but uh, thanks for being here. And remember, Kel, you got to, you got to get back. Got to be here Sunday. All right. Kel Frizzy's uh, heading out of the chat room, but uh, she's been here with us. See, Bring It Boy just got in. I now have permission to start the show, so uh, uh, we can go ahead and get started now. We've only been waiting an hour and a half. <laughs> Great to see you in here, uh, boy. Uh, glad to have you in. Uh, so, so, so what's the explanation, though, if it's not a cover-up? I mean, that is the question we should be asking. We should be looking long and hard. If Christopher was sent to the FBI to straighten things up, is covering up part of that? If we found the parts, if we found out the truth – I'm reminded of this meme uh, that I saw on, uh, on social media a long time ago, and I've been known to put it in the uh, slideshow for the show uh, on multiple occasions – uh, that uh, basically says, if the American people were to ever find out what we've done, <laughs> of course, it's some of the New World Order politicians saying it. And I'm kind of wondering, is it one of those situations? If we really did find out how how far they went, all the things that they did to try and sabotage the Trump president, if we found that out, is it a case where we bring back? Running people out of town on a rail? Would it be a case where if we found out how far they dug into the depths of dirty politics and law-breaking, uh, would we bring back tar and feathering? Is that the only reason that Christopher is is not being up front and cleaning house and, and – Taking care of restoring the honor and the integrity of the entirety of the FBI. And I hate to even say it like that because most of the agents, nothing to do with it. 
most of the agents go to the FBI to serve and to do exactly what it is they believe the FBI is intended to do. Law enforcement, counterterrorism, all the good things that the Federal Bureau was created to do. Most of the agents there do exactly that, and most of them remain at least professionally as non-political as imaginable. You can't do that job the way it's intended and be political. Now, you can have political opinions all day. You can be really strong or you can be tepid, middle of the road. You know, you can be a firebrand like uh, Dr. Michael Savage or you can be as tepid as a Mitt Romney. And it doesn't matter where you're at as long as when you're on the clock, you're just an FBI agent. You know, the same way that the IRS is supposed to work. Now, forget Lois Lerner. The, the, the IRS is supposed to be nonpartisan across the board. We're just bureaucrats. We're not part of a, uh, a weapon to be used against the political enemies of the chief executive. But you, know, you, you can't help it. Why are we trying to hide this information that should be readily available? Solomon made the compelling case in his op-ed. I tried sharing the link to the op-ed, and I actually tried sharing the link to the uh, Candace Owens show where Mario Lopez made his statements uh, in the show description, and it was working fine. And then when I had to go back and put the pictures up, the show description started telling me that uh, it had to be under 2,000 characters. It was. I have never had it do that to me before, but it would not let me save the show after I went back and put the slideshow in. Until after I took the links out. That kind of made me angry. So we got about eh, a little over 30 minutes left. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, it's about the halfway point of the show uh, for the folks that only get one hour listening on terrestrial radio. So let's do the uh, Edwards Notebook and the Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. We'll do the same thing we did earlier. Do you get a little. Uh, little Ron Edwards sandwich with uh, some Dan Perkins in the middle. Uh, so uh, you guys stay with me. I'll be back in just a moment, and uh, we'll probably change gears just one more time. So uh, don't go anywhere. Did Mayor de Blasio sell out the citizens of New York City and that city's police force? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. New York Mayor de Blasio is on a mad mission to destroy the greatest city in the world, New York City. It's bad enough that homies from Harlem and some brainless Brooklynites were allowed to assault police officers who don't have permission to go hard after physical offenders. And to add insult to injury, New York City residents are under assault by criminals emboldened by Mayor de Blasio preventing police officers from doing their jobs in order to appease certain people who prefer law-abiding citizens to be threatened instead of thugs who should be thwarted. Even more insulting are Muslims patrolling streets in cars that look exactly like NYPD patrol cars. The Muslim community patrols have raised concerns among many New Yorkers who have decried the Muslim patrol as similar to Sharia police. Why so-called community Muslim patrols are even allowed in the greatest city in the world is beyond me. Wake up, America, 
And join me Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, on americamatters.us. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins from Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans tip of the day. Have you noticed that interest rates on home loans have dropped at least 1% in the last six months? Did you miss the opportunity to refi your home mortgage the last time interest rates were heading lower? Here's your veterans tip of the day. Get focused and know the facts of your existing mortgage. So go to the safe or the shoebox wherever you have important papers and look through it and find your mortgage. Next, look through it and find out these three things. When did you take out the loan? The year. How much did you borrow? The amount. And what is the interest rate? Percentage. Write this down on a sticky and put it on the fridge and start looking at bankrate.com for mortgage interest rate. If the new rate is 1% or more lower than the rate on the fridge, start looking at a refi. Remember, a refi puts money in your pocket. This has been Dan Perkins with your Veterans Tip of the Day. First, AOC said it, and now Lindsey Graham is wondering if we should begin backing off of fossil fuels. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. During the 1980s, actor Ted Danson said that we had about 10 years and it would be over for mankind forever. Vice President Al Gore, who claimed to invent the Internet, also proclaimed on January 27, 2006, that we humans would be wiped out in 10 years unless we saved the planet from what? Recently, AOC declared it would be curtains for mankind in 12 years if we did not get rid of cow flatulence. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Linson, stop flying airplanes. Now, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has joined the clamoring course, blaming mankind for climate change. Well, I hate to break it to you, Senator Graham, but fossil fuels and cow flatulence do not change the climate. The climate changes all the time and has been both hotter and colder than it is now. One volcano can emit enough carbon into the atmosphere to block out enough sunlight to lower the Earth's temperature. Honestly, Senator Graham... You are astute enough to recognize there are far more pressing matters than the massively growing Antarctica ice pack and warmer temperatures in the Midwest. Don't miss the Ron Edwards Experience Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on americamatters.us. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, staying with me. Just a little time left. Uh, well, you know, about a half hour, not quite. My my tech is kind of getting wonky on me, but I uh, want to make a programming announcement for those of you who uh, have the opportunity to listen to the Friday night show but often miss it uh, in the event that you may be interested in some of the folks that are running for Congress this upcoming year. Um, we, we, of course, to that time of year where some of these candidates are 
are starting to go wherever they can go to get airtime. And so Ms. Angela Roman, who's a candidate for Congress, a Republican candidate in the 5th District of Oregon, uh, will be joining us at right about 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. So uh, that, of course, is about 5 o'clock Pacific, naturally. Uh, so you guys can tune in then. Uh, she's going to be with us about 30 minutes, and uh, we'll have that basic conversation. You know, why do you want to? Why do you want to run for Congress? Uh, what makes you think as a Republican you've got any business even being in the state of Oregon? You know, just the basics. <laughs> uh, obviously, the last question. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, we will have that on the Friday Night Live show, which uh, is usually replayed on the weekends on all four of our terrestrial radio stations. So all you guys can tune in at some point during the weekend. Uh, also, on a programming note, uh, kind of a, an odd one. We've had some uh, some issues uh, with uh, the tech lately that have caused folks to kind of uh, uh, send me a few questions about whether or not I should remain with BTR and, and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, I I like Blog Talk Radio as a hosting platform because, quite honestly, the uh, – the switchboard is really, really good. I like the ability to easily get phone calls from folks that I've asked to call and, and then easily call out. That's something that, at least for now, the Spreaker system does not do well. And other things, other platforms I've looked at like Mixer and, and things like that, I don't know enough about possibly moving to one of those. I've, I've got friends who do their own shows that swear by it. I started out at Spreaker. I don't like the fact that Spreaker has now done away with the web-based uh, switchboard that they had because I, I really enjoyed it. Now they want you to use their app. And it's just uh, all kinds of uh, weirdness there. But uh, uh, for all the uh, for all the issues – uh, Blog Talk Radio still provides a pretty good value uh, for the services that are available, and most of the time uh, they work. So at the moment, I'm not looking to make that kind of a change. However, should a change like that uh, come along, I will let all you guys know well in advance, and I'll be more than happy to let you guys know where to follow it because those of you who are here – in the uh, in the live chat room and come here quite often. I would definitely miss all of you. Uh, uh, Chief, by the way, sharing some of his West Coast information, uh, says that the 5th District of Oregon is currently represented by Peter DeFazio, a member of the Socialist Caucus. So, you know, uh, yeah, anybody who's even slightly conservative would be a big improvement. But that's kind of goes back to the fact that there's a lot of districts in Oregon where it's hard to get elected, especially if you're running as a Republican. So anyway, we'll, we'll see what Angela has to say when she's with us and uh, it should be fun. Now, uh, Corporal Bite uh, sharing says, uh, I have a log offers chat room with video. 
<laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, if we ever get to that point, and it may, uh, we'll look into it now. But uh, obviously, always open to suggestions. So thanks, Bork. Appreciate it. Now, uh, I alluded to a little earlier in today's live broadcast uh, something. All right, have your shot glasses ready, uh, guys. Uh, there is a drinking game associated with the story. I alluded to uh, something from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Turns out that Ocasio-Cortez spent some time trying to justify violence against Israel, saying that Palestinians have no choice but to riot. Yes, yes, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did indeed justify Palestinian violence against Israel this week during an interview saying that Palestinians, quote, have no choice but to riot against Israel. Why? Well, because they're marginalized, of course. She made uh, her comments on an appearance on Ebro in the Mornings, which is a uh, – a uh, show that's on a hip-hop station uh, there, uh, host Ebro Darden. She made multiple inflammatory remarks about Israel. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez – well, actually, no, uh, Ebro did. Uh, well, Ebro – anyway, Ocasio-Cortez uh, absolutely agreed with Darden that Israel was very, very criminal and very, very unjust as Darden claimed, uh, and that they were white supremacist Jews. Yeah, they really said that. Uh, Later in the interview, Ocasio-Cortez justified violence from the Palestinian people against Israel, saying, quote, I believe that injustice is a threat to the safety of all people. Because once you have a group that is marginalized and marginalized and marginalized, Once someone doesn't have access to clean water, they have no choice but to riot, right? Okay, so what's the implication of access to clean water? Honestly, Ocasio-Cortez is literally making the case that it's the Jews that are keeping uh, clean water uh, away from the Palestinians. Okay, she didn't say it quite like that, but she might as well have. It's the Jews. For the love of Pete, she's to this point really only agreed with anti-Semitic comments from her squad brethren. Now she's she's made some that were questionable and kind of tiptoed up to it, and a few that were mildly anti-Semitic, I suppose. But this is just flat out open uh, Ilhan Omar level anti-Semitism. They're very criminal, very, very criminal. They're very, very unfair, and they're just so unjust. Clean water. No access to clean water because of the Jews. Casio-Cortez has made numerous anti-Semitic comments as of late, you know, feeling left out. Say, oh, no, everyone else in the squad is way more anti-Semitic than me. I've got to catch up. She recently engaged in Holocaust tribalization, of course, as you all recall, when she falsely compared immigration detention facilities to concentration camps, which, of course, some experts even say makes her a Holocaust denier. 
Now I wouldn't go quite that far, but some of the things she said since then is kind of making me start to wonder. Perhaps it's just the rest of the squad being a bad influence. Uh, after all, there is some strong anti-Semitism with Omar and Talib. Ocasio-Cortez also recently opposed a bill that opposed the anti-Semitic boycott, divestment, and sanctions uh, move against Israel, uh, which is intended to destroy the state of Israel, just FYI. Nancy freaking Mimi Pelosi herself has stated that the boycott, divestment, and sanction movement is anti-Semitic. Nancy Pelosi herself has called it out as bigoted against Jews and the Jewish state. The whole idea is to destroy Israel. Now, after she voted against the anti-BTS legislation, Ocasio-Cortez then said, quote, And my concern with being overly punitive on nonviolent forms of protest is that it forces people into other channels. And I would hate to be part of, you know, paving that kind of path. Translation, Ocasio-Cortez is saying the Justice Democrats are going to go out with George Soros' money and fund a whole new level of Antifa. That's why the Palestinians have to riot. That's why Antifa has to riot. It's all – obviously, it's the Jews and the Republicans and Donald J. Trump's racist, baby-eating, dog-puppy-kicking backside's fault, which, of course – by extension means it's all of our faults too because any of us who might you know be center or slightly right thereof just the least little bit any of us who may have said you know what i've never really been a centrist i've kind of leaned to the left but i like that donald trump because he got me a job back in the united states that pays something you know anybody if you're a trump supporter if you're a deplorable at any level if you're a christian if you're one of those uh, there white men that El Hano Mark keeps telling us that we need to be more mindful of because we kill more people in this country than uh, uh, Islamic terrorists do. Still trying to get the final stats that allowed her to make that uh, argument legitimate. I, I'm going to be waiting a while because those stats don't exist. Anyway. Pro-Israel activist Noah Pollock weighed in on Ocasio-Cortez comments, tweeting, quote, Let me translate this. AOC just said that a non – let me rephrase – non-binding resolution starting in the House – stating the House's opposition to the anti-Semitic BDS movement will, quote, force people into terrorism – among other things, is a stunning indictment of the anti-Israel movement, a Kinseyan gaffe. Uh, okay, I'm there. Obviously, not a gaffe, though. You know, gaffe is a mistake. A gaffe is when you say something you didn't intend or comes across as sounding like something other than what you meant. That's what a gaffe is. She meant what she's saying, and it is clearly the influence of the other Israel-hating, uh, Jew 
hating members of the squad. This 29-year-old former bartender has a history of making controversial comments about Israel, dating all the way back to the start of her political career when she claimed Israel was the occupier of Palestine. You guys remember that? We all had a good chuckle. Because, you know, here she is, supposed to supposed to have a degree in economics, and she also studied geopolitics at the good old Boston University. And yet she turns around and says that economics and geopolitics are not her specialty. That's what she's got her bloody degrees in. Israel's the occupier of Palestine. <laughs> Casio-Cortez has also praised and defended notorious anti-Semites and purveyors of anti-Semitism, including, but not limited to, some of the folks I've already mentioned, like Representative uh, and fellow squad member Rashida Talib and fellow squad member Representative Ilhan Omar, British Labour Party leader Jeremy Corbyn, and far-left activist Linda Sassour. Oh, everybody loves Linda Sassour. Let's, let's, uh, march. let's march with pretty little pink hats on our heads and pretend like when Sharia law is in place, like what Linda Sassour wants, that we're going to be allowed to wear those pink little hats again. We as women are going to be allowed to to run the streets. We're not going to have to have a different kind of hat on, you know, the kind of hat that covers your face completely. We're not going to have to uh, worry about having a chaperone whenever we go out. No, no, none of that's going to happen uh, until you learn about Sharia law. (laughs) Till you find out that uh, your fellow squad members have been lying to you. Uh, it's something else. Now, I, I really – I don't even know what to say anymore about the fact that this woman still has support. I mean she does. None of them are in her home district anymore. Her district is still pretty miffed. Hey, uh, AOC, you cost us a bunch of jobs we would have liked. Uh, decent pay and actually fairly easy because there's a lot of automation. I don't know. I just I don't know what what is wrong with these people. <laughs> it's, it's like this other random headline I saw a little while ago. It, it, just to demonstrate the insanity is everywhere. Prince Harry says that he and uh, Meghan Markle they're only going to have two kids because of. Wait for it. Climate change. Yeah, and that's a real movement going on with some of the folks in that age group. Well, we're just not going to have children because it's not fair to the world. It's not fair to the children because of the world that they would have to live in. Because those mean old conservatives and those mean old Republicans are just going to run the earth into the ground. We've done destroyed it ten times by uh, every estimate we've thrown out there, uh, starting with the past. But, uh, you know, uh, ten years here and ten years there and twelve years here, and and they started claiming that stuff, what, in the late 60s? We are less than a decade away from the end of humanity. 
an extinction-level event that is in our hands because we're failing to take care of Mother Earth. My real question is, what do you got against carbon? What do you got against carbon? Carbon is not that big. Carbon dioxide is not a major greenhouse gas. It is probably the least greenhouse effect greenhouse gas. Now, uh, Gregory Wrightstone has been on the show uh, more than a couple of times. We've had that discussion. The greening of the earth, the warming up of the earth by a few degrees of the greening of the earth is a good thing. Why do you want to take food away from future generations? Oh, yeah, it makes more sense just not to have more kids. I'll tell that to your Islamic neighbor who's about to force Sharia law on your backside because now the 30,000 kids they had – can uh, can vote in your community, and uh, you can barely get yourself to the voting booth. How many generations away from Sharia law are we if we don't start taking very seriously this notion that uh, we need to have a population that's populating? Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel will have only two children. That's it, two children at most. I- I'm guessing – that they can be sure they won't have any accidents. Well, no loved child's ever an accident, just perhaps a happy, unintended consequence of love. How's that? Yeah, seriously, just two kids, you know, to help save the planet and slow down climate change. The Duke of Sussex, in an interview with environmental activist Jane Goodall, had... The, the, made the very clear statement. Yep, two, that's all we're going to have. An interview that was published in an issue of British Vogue that was guest edited by Merkel. Prince Harry said fatherhood has made him more aware of the environment. Really? <laughs> fatherhood. Fatherhood, if you're doing it right, should make you more aware of the fact that uh, babies are tiny. They're noisy, they're smelly, but you just can't help but love them. <laughs> not, not if you're actually taking care of them. You can't help it, even the ugly ones. And I know, it's a, oh, no, baby, it's ugly. Yeah, some babies are ugly, sorry. <laughs> but you can love the ugly babies too. Anyway, back to the interview. Uh, Goodall said, quote, but in fact, we've stolen their future. You know, because Goodall was pouring on the alarmism, and said, not all of it, but we've got to try and pay a little of it back and get together to to try and heal some of the harm and and at least slow down climate change. How are you going to slow down climate change? I mean, seriously, nobody, nobody on the right reasonably suggest that we should not be good conservators. You know, we should be good stewards of the environment. We should do everything we can to try and maintain a positive balance. I mean, we we should. And that's where uh, conservation actually involves hunting, uh, controlling populations of wild so it doesn't become sickly or become endangered as they move into populated areas for for humans. Uh, We talk about climate change is always happening. It's been happening since the earth first started 
spinning in the big little mud glob. Uh, as soon as we had an atmosphere and we had weather, climate change began. And it will continue moving forward forever. And it's going to go in cycles. And we have solar cycles that affect climate in the long term here. And we have all kinds of things that are well beyond man's ability to make a dent in, let alone control. Again, I'm not arguing against being a good steward. I am simply saying that let's be realistic. Let's look at real science instead of bought and paid for by the activist crap who folks that just want a grant. Let's stop being an alarmist and talk about how we have to undo the harm done. Mother Nature is amazingly resilient. This planet was built by a loving God who understands engineering at a level the human mind will never perceive. This little ball of mud with water and oxygen wrapped around it with pretty puffy clouds, the, the whole nine, the blue skies, this was built to stand up to a beating. It was. So you could take a lot more than we're going to be able to throw at it as long as we don't get really stupid and, you know, like start dropping nuclear bombs every 15 feet. Now, we get real crazy with it, then maybe the harm will be done to a point that it will be difficult. But there will still be life left. Something is going to survive. And this, I'm telling you, even if you don't believe in biblical teachings, take my word for it that the earth is going to survive. And then if we get some greeting, it's part of a natural cycle, and some greeting is actually good because it means we're going to be able to grow more food. Fewer people will have to go hungry. We're just going to have to get past the human nature to want to hoard it all. So, you know, good luck for you socialists looking to build your utopia. Capitalism will take care of that way more effectively than uh, hugging a tree and singing Kumbaya will. Breaks my heart. Broke my heart to talk about Mario Lopez and his little apology that's probably not going to save his job. And it breaks my heart to hear the children of Princess Diana spouting off tree-hugging hippie, wrong-minded, environmental alarmist BS. Only two children. Well, fine. That's all you should probably have anyway. Seriously. I mean, for the love of Pete, aren't there enough people in line for the, the crown already? Just cut it out, a crazy bunch of Brits. Anyway, <laughs> uh, peeking back in the chat room, uh, Chief uh, commenting from my uh, ugly baby comment. <laughs> says, yeah, one ugly baby grew up to be Tim. <laughs> so, yes, I, I do speak from experience. There are ugly babies. I know. Uh, bringing it, boys says uh, Florida will be the new uh, gluten <laughs> in the future. Uh, fluoride will be the new gluten in the future. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if fluoride isn't already. I mean, there's enough uh, uh, tinfoil hat folks out there uh, about the whole fluoride business. Uh, <laughs> good point, though. Anyway, uh, let's. 
let's leave things there. I can't deal with any more craziness tonight, and I'm about to run out of time anyway. So thanks, each and every one of you guys, for being here, hanging out, listening to my uh, <laughs> mad ramblings and my attempt to make sense of all the insanity. Appreciate you all for being here. And one more time, let me go down the roll call. That folks hanging out in the chat room as we speak as I'm about to say goodbye to each and every one of them. As I say goodbye to you guys listening wherever you're listening as well. Once again, we've got Bigfoot. Check out his uh, blogs over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. We've got Bringing a Boy hanging out with us. Came to the party a little late, but livened it up when he got here. So thanks, boy. Uh, Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life, you can find at blogtalkradio.com. Live on Wednesdays from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, check out the archives at your convenience. Uh, we've got Annie, the Radio Chick Ubellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio, top tier host right there, ever bit as good, right there with the Limbaugh's, the Hannity's, the Levin's. Trust me on that. If you don't believe me, I dare you to go listen to her show and come back and tell me otherwise. Uh, just go over to her website southern-sense.com you'll find everything you need to know right there and of course we got Vorpal Bite hanging out with us too in the meanwhile as I often like to remind you don't take my word for it but for the love of all that's holy in heaven don't take their word for it be prepared to put in some effort but more importantly to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth uh, check out patriotmusic.com when you get the opportunity that's patriotmusic.com and in the meanwhile i am out hope to see you guys on friday night or whenever you listen again i'm out
Using both hands 